world where medical doctors cover up your symptoms with drugs. You need a better way. Look no further. You found it. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Always consult a physician when trying to get off a prescription medication. Welcome to the Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Showalter. I am certified in holistic nutrition. I am not a doctor, and these claims have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration to prevent, cure, or treat any disease. I'm going to talk about the birth control pill today because oftentimes medical doctors will prescribe the birth control pill for irregular periods, and this is one of those face palm moments. It's like saying, if you stub your toe and you go to the doctor to see what he can do about the pain, and the doctor says, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to cut off your toe and you won't have stub toe pain. Now, if a doctor actually did that, he'd be run out of town with pitchforks and torches. But they do this all the time with other things and nobody bats an eye. It's like saying, let's screw up your entire body chemistry, but at least you'll have regular periods. Hormones are powerful and they are the switches for everything in your body and you do not want to mess with your hormones. What happens when you mess with your hormones with the pill? It stops ovulation and the only time a woman makes progesterone is when she's ovulating. Symptoms of progesterone deficiency can include fibroid tumors which can result in hysterectomies. The pill can cause irritability, anxiety, depression, weight gain, candida yeast overgrowth, bone loss, potential increased risk of blood clotting, heart attack and stroke. When a clot forms in, in a deep vein, usually in the leg, it's called deep vein thrombosis. And if this clot breaks loose and travels to the lungs, it's called pulmonary embolism, which is a serious condition in 10 to 15% of the cases is caused sudden death. Can cause breast cancer. Studies done by doctors like Chris Callenborn from Altoona Hospital in Altoona, Pennsylvania found that Women who took oral birth control before having their first child have 44% increased risk of developing breast cancer. From the Breast Cancer Organization's website, it says, There are concerns that because birth control pills use hormones to block pregnancy, they may overstimulate breast cells, which can increase the risk of breast cancer. The pill is also one of the biggest water pollutants. In Boulder, Colorado, when EPA-funded scientists at the University of Colorado studied fish in the pristine mountain stream known as Boulder Creek several years ago, they were shocked. Random netting 123 trout and other fish downstream from the city's sewer plant, they found that 101 were female, 12 were male, and 10 were a strange intersex fish with male and female features. In 2004, for example, researchers of the Potomac River downstream from Washington, D.C. found largemouth bass that in most respects were males but who had eggs in their sexual organs. The hormones in the pill do not get filtered out in water processing and this is what's happening to the ecosystem. Think of the catastrophe that could happen to the food chain if this doesn't get stopped. This is not just in rivers, this is in our drinking water supply also. Since the pills come out, uh, sperm count in men has been down 50%. If you're on the pill before you get married, there are some serious problems. A study done by Lionel Tiger found that chemical contraceptives change relationships. The certainty of faithfulness was not always there. The study consisted of a colony of monkeys with one male and a dozen females. The control showed that the male was very 
faithful to three females and didn't pay attention to the rest. When those three females were put on contraceptives, the male lost interest and found other females. When all the other females were put on contraceptives, the male started masturbating, rape violently, and his sperm count dropped hugely. When the females came off the contraception, the male went back to being faithful to the first three females. Women on the pill were shown pictures of guys. They picked Mr. High Testosterone, which is Mr. One Night Stand. Women not on the pill picked men with softer faces. They are the better provider and they stay. Mr. Testosterone does not stay. So being on the pill before getting married can lead to you marrying the wrong person. The pill primarily prevents ovulation, but it has a backup in case ovulation occurs. It makes the uterus an inhospitable environment, thus aborting any embryos that attached to the uterine wall without the person even knowing it. This means millions of people are being unknowingly killed because of taking the pill. Let's not play around with semantics. Look at any biology school book and it'll tell you that life begins at conception. The new baby has its own DNA, and even at 21 days, the heart starts beating. If single-celled organisms were ever found on Mars, there'd be life declared on Mars. And think of how much more complex a human being is. Now, if you are using the birth control, look into this instead. It's called natural family planning, NFP. Now, there's numerous methods that have been done. The first one is the counter method, abstinence from sex during the week the woman is ovulating. This technique works best when women's menstrual cycle is very regular. The calendar method doesn't work very well for couples who use it by, the, by itself, about 75% success rate, but it can be effective when combined with the temperature and mucus methods. The temperature method, this is a way to pinpoint the day of ovulation so that sex can be avoided for a few days before and after. It involves taking the basal body temperature, your temperature upon waking, each morning with an accurate basal thermometer and noting the rise in temperature that occurs after ovulation. However, illness and lack of sleep can change your body temperature and make the method unreliable by itself, but when combined with the mucus method, it can be an accurate way of assessing fertility. These two methods combined can have a success rate as high as 98%. The mucus method it consists of uh, involves tracking changes in the amount of texture of vaginal discharge, which reflect rising levels of estrogen in the body. For the first few days after your period, there is often no, no discharge, but there will be a cloudy, tacky mucus as estrogen starts to rise. When the discharge starts to increase in volume and becomes clear and stringy, ovulation is near. A return to the tacky, cloudy mucus or no discharge means that ovulation has passed. Now, people who are interested in the natural family planning, there's oftentimes classes being held to teach these methods in your area and they're often held at Catholic churches. Couples who use natural family planning as opposed to the society norm of contraceptives have a divorce rate of only 5% whereas the standard norm in society is around 50%. Now I'll tell you my theory on that in a minute. Now if we're talking about sex before marriage we are dealing with powerful chemistry chemical that bonds a man and a woman is vasopressin, and it has the same effect as oxytocin. 
This is why God designed sex for marriage, because it literally binds a husband and wife together. One might pose the question, well, I think I'm going to marry him or her anyway, so we might as well have sex now, right? Wrong. When you have sex, you are bonding with your partner, therefore disrupting the discernment process. Sex will unite you together regardless, and this is why there is so much heartache in society today. And one of the reasons why one-night stands never work, because now there is such an emotional attachment, but no lifelong commitment. University of Chicago National Health and Social Life Survey conducted in 1992 found that the most enjoyable and most frequent sex occurred among married couples. Those who attained church weekly, any church, and people who had the least sexual partners. Now isn't that interesting? The people who are most satisfied with their sex life are the married couples who had few partners in their lifetime and they attended church. Now doesn't that throw society for a loop? God created the body and sex and it is so good, so holy, so sacred that there's only one context in which it fulfills its design. What do we all long for? True love that lasts forever. The church offers this like a banquet to us and the world is hungry for it, but they've been eating out of the dumpster for so long that's all they know. Our bodies were made in the image of God. God is an eternal relationship. The Father loves the Son. The Son loves the Father, and that love brings forth the Holy Spirit. We are called to love as God loves. How does God love? His love is total. It is a complete gift of self. His love is faithful. It is forever. His love is fruitful. It isn't sterile. It brings forth abundant life. This is what Catholic marital love is. It is total, faithful, fruitful. Sex before marriage. It is not faithful. There is no life commitment involved. Contraception. It is not a total gift of self. It is lying with the body to the other person because the sexual act says, I give myself completely to you. But contraception says, I'm holding back. What actually happens, since it is not a total gift of self, it is using the other person for selfish pleasure. The same sex acts. They are not fruitful. The love they have is not love because it is sterile. It is using the other person for their own pleasure. Pornography is using women as objects. It strips them of their human dignity and are used solely for their personal pleasure. If you were in a shower and someone walked in, what would you do? You would cover yourself up quickly. Why? Because you don't want the other person to use your body for their gratification. You see, all of these things are distorting the gift of sexuality. They are not loving as God loves, and they keep us from its original design, which is true love that lasts a lifetime. Contraception is not loving the person as a person. How loving is it if you say, I will only have sex with you if you get a nose job? Fertility is a part of the person. It is no different to say, I will only have sex with you if you, are, if you sterilize yourself. How horrible it is to love your own gratification and to use others to obtain it, rather than to love your spouse and give yourself to them. This is why women claim to have a headache to avoid sex with their spouse. They know that they're going to be used and they don't want to be used. It's not about receiving, it's about the giving of yourself totally to the other. The marital act is a renewing the wedding vows. The renewing of the I do, but contraception says I do not. If people are continuing to break their wedding vows instead of renewing them, how long do you think their marriage is going to last? 
This is why I believe the divorce rate among natural family planning couples is so low. Divorce doubled in 10 years after the pill got on the market. Children are a blessing. God doesn't want you to be irresponsible, so if there's a reason not to have children at a certain time, then that's okay, and, and you can use NFP to do that. The marital union is not just for babies, but it's for bonding as well. The mystery of the two will become one flesh. We talked about in Ephesians 5, Matthew 19. It's mostly intimately shown in the marital act. Let's try to understand the difference between natural family planning and contraception. Suppose we have a religious person, a non-religious person, and an anti-religious person. If a religious person walks by a church, he may show reverence. If a non-religious person walks by, he will do nothing. If an anti-religious person walks by, he may spit or throw a rock. This is analogous to the marital act. The religious person is the one performing the act. The non-religious person is the one who is not performing the act. And the anti-religious person is the one using contraception. What's the difference? Well, what's the difference between miscarriage and abortion? The end result is still a dead baby. The difference is, in, in abortion, you are taking life and death in your own hands. Using contraception is an anti-sign of life-giving love, and that is the difference between the non-religious, the abstaining during fertile periods, and the anti-religious, contracepting. The one says God is God during the fertile and infertile periods, and the other says, I don't like the way God made you. Even 1 Corinthians 7.5 says, It is good to abstain for a time so that you can devote yourself to prayer. Pope John Paul II greatly expounded on the dignity of the human body in his teaching on the theology of the body. It's not just about sex and marriage. It's, it is an amazing way to help you understand who, who God is and the whole meaning of human existence. Christopher West does a great job of breaking these teachings down. He has a talk series called Naked Without Shame, which refers back to the way Adam and Eve were originally created. It consists of eight talks, and the website is giftfoundation.org, and I'll put a link into it to the show notes. And the talks are called Naked Without Shame. Now, I got on such a tangent there, I didn't mention what could be done with irregular periods. Um, Dr. Erica Schwartz says irregular periods are normal until the age of 24. Now, since periods are not my area expertise, I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know that Longevity has two products that can help with hormone balancing. One is Woman's FX and the other is Zero Femme. And these work in conjunction with the Healthy Body Start Pack. And I was reading a testimony on one of my Longevity groups that I'm in. And Brent said Women's FX with black cohosh and Zero Femme, one bottle per month, regulated my wife's menstrual cycle within five months after being out of cycle for almost her entire life due to a pituitary gland tumor. If it can help Brent's wife, it could possibly help you as well. So this is Brian Showalter signing out. We'll see you next time. To see the products mentioned in this show, head over to freedomfrompharmacy.com and look at this episode's show notes. And you can see all of the Longevity products by clicking on the store tab. The Freedom From Pharmacy podcast is owned by Easy Way LLC and is under Ohio Revised Code 4759.10i.